lots to talk about on the Final Score podcast this week. Welcome in, everyone, as the Frederick County fall sports season enters its state championship phases. Uh, our guest this week will be uh, Brunswick boys soccer coach Sean Baker. Uh, the Railroaders uh, play Falston High School at, um, Thursday, 5 p.m. at Loyola uh, for the Class 1A state championship. That will be followed by the Brunswick girls. Uh, who will play Falston uh, for the 1A championship at 7.30. Uh, Brunswick, two teams, two soccer teams in the state final uh, for the first time since 2012. Uh, so lots going on uh, at that school, and we'll talk to Sean about all of that and just his career uh, at, at Brunswick, at both as a player and a coach, and, and, and just his memories of playing um, uh, for Brunswick and uh, just what it means to him to be back in this position uh, as a coach so we look forward to talking to sean in uh, just a couple of minutes but but to break all of this uh, state championship action down uh john cannon is here as he as he normally is and uh boy john a, a, a busy busy time of year here uh we're down to soccer and football left but but there's other sports to talk about too because um last weekend was the state cross country championships and we not only had an individual state champion in uh, caroline gregory of frederick but we had a team champion too in, in in the brunswick boys yeah and uh the brunswick boys they beat who they beat falston so uh maybe yeah. <laughs> if that trend continues or, or, or we're noticing good. a pattern here good for their soccer teams uh for sure uh yeah that was that was a big day for them i mean the first uh team state title for the boys since 1989 um, and, uh, yeah, it was a really, really neat thing. It's funny. I mean, the weather actually cleared up by the time, uh, Brunswick ran, but I guess the course was still a little tricky. I think the coach was saying so. So even if the times weren't the greatest, uh, the performance was. And, and, and one, of, one of the key runners for Brunswick, his father was, 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 was the state champion uh, too, uh, for Brunswick. Yes. Uh, yeah. Ray Gibson. Um, and he actually, he finished in eighth, which was, uh, the best, uh, for showing for Brunswick, although they they stacked them, they had like all, their top five finished um, in the top twenty five, so they had uh, had eighth place, ninth place. But anyway, Ray's father Dewey had ran on the nineteen eighty nine team, so that was kind of a nice little story. Yeah, well, was was Brunswick surprised by this? Did, did they did they think they can win going in, or, yeah. or did they really have a good meet and and. Uh, uh, sort of exceed expectations. I think they thought they had a chance, but I mean, I think you could say they were the underdog, um, uh, for sure that they um they overachieved. But um, yeah, yeah. So I, I think Falston probably would have been considered a more the favorite. Yeah, on the girls' side, uh, Caroline Gregory, uh, one of the top uh, distance runners in the state, uh, is she proved with a record time, um, uh, for Class Three A. Uh, she ran at Hereford earlier in the season, and uh, she she almost fainted um, uh, at the finish. She was getting very lightheaded at the finish, and then she was passed <laughs> uh, she was struggling physically uh, d- during during the midseason race, mm-hmm. and 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 wound up finishing second in that race. Uh, but I but I'm sure she was determined to not let that happen again, and and and, and she proved it with a great run. Uh, first Frederick girl uh, to ever win a state cross-country title. Yeah, I was surprised by that because, I mean, Frederick's had some good cross-country teams in the past, some good runners. Uh, Jenny Novak comes to mind. I want to say she was a runner-up, like, back in the 90s or something. But uh, a yeah, good tradition there, but they never had anybody that won the actual race. Just how hard it is. And she, uh, Caroline finally came through. As you pointed out, she had a rough race at the, it was the, at the Bull Run Invitational back in September at that same course. 
that's a tough course here for it. I mean, yeah, it's very, a, very hilly. Yeah, I had a tough time walking it to get to my car, <laughs> so I can only imagine that was only a partial part of the course. Yeah, it's fun to run downhill, but 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 not so much uphill, mm-hmm. and, and and then there's lots of both on that course. So so it is a challenging course and and, and a good test. I mean, for for a state championship meet, that, that that's sort sort of the kind of the test that, that you want. So. Uh, so a really nice showing last weekend uh, for Frederick County at the state cross country championships. Uh, soccer, uh, uh, Brunswick, uh, both the Brunswick teams advanced. Um, we also had two other teams reach the state semifinals, and and, and they uh, unfortunately lost. Uh, the Tuscarora boys, after after having an unbeaten season, they fell to C. Milton Wright two nothing. Um, in uh, an early uh, 3A semifinal at Ligonor High School, um, just 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 not the not the Titans' day. Uh, um, they they had rallied to come back to win uh, in in the quarterfinal round, but 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 couldn't produce the same magic, and saw their uh, outstanding season uh, c- come to an end uh, in the semifinals on Saturday. And then the nightcap at Ligonor was the Oakdale girls playing Mount Hebron. Mount Hebron, a very decorated state team, uh, uh, produced a lone goal in that game, and they knocked the Oakdale girls out. So, so another strong soccer showing. We have, we have two state finals this week, and then of course uh, there's football, where where we have f- uh, four teams uh, uh, still um, still going as well. We have uh, Ligonor. Uh, uh, they they routed Oakdale uh, last week to remain undefeated. Uh, they're in the state quarterfinals, where they'll face uh, City College. Uh, Frederick High um, uh, beat Damascus. John, you saw that game, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I think I think you came way more impressed with Frederick than you already were. Uh, yeah, I mean it's funny that uh, Damascus had the ball first, and they were marching down the field. You're like, okay, here we go. And uh, Damascus started to self-destruct. Uh, had a few snap issues, and then Frederick sacked him a few times, and boom! It's just like the switch was was flipped, and it was all Frederick the rest of the night. It was a dominant performance against one of the state's most dominant programs. Yeah, 11-time state champion uh, Damascus. Uh, so Frederick w- moves on, and and they'll take another state power on this weekend in Franklin. Uh, Franklin's a three-time champ, three-time state runner-up. Uh, beat Ligonor in the 2018 state final in Class 3A, so it'll be a test for Frederick going there to play. They'll have to beat Franklin on the road. Uh, so, uh, from what I'm told from the Frederick coaches, it's it's a pretty even matchup. They're both big teams, very athletic playmakers on both sides of the ball. So, it's sort of a mirror image uh, type of game. Uh, so, so that'll be a fascinating game to watch. Uh, Brunswick High School. Uh, how, how about the Railroaders uh, playing without their best player? They they've uh, produced uh, two uh, playoff wins now without Michael Souders, and they will travel uh, to face uh, Perryville um, in the uh, quarterfinals of the Class One A playoffs. And Urbana, uh, Ur- they 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 struggled all season long, but but they're 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 starting to play good football. Uh, two playoff wins now. Um, uh, over over Tuscarora and last week um, they had <clears throat> a, a big win over Mount Hebron. Um, so so Urbana uh, w- w- with playmakers on both sides of the ball, they're playing well, and they will uh, travel to face the top seed, un- unbeaten Dundalk, uh, on Friday. So so four football teams left. Uh, all int- all intriguing matchups. Uh, I I give Urbana. Uh, a, ch- a chance to beat Dundalk. Um, I, I looked at Dundalk's schedule, and, and they 
had a close call with Westminster. Ligonor dominated Westminster when they played the season, and Urbana gave Ligonor a game. So, so maybe, maybe it'll be a favorable matchup for Urbana. Maybe it won't, but but um, uh, I, I give Urbana a chance. And then Brunswick, a, a plucky little team, John. Uh, uh, can can they keep it going against Perryville? Well, also even if they can't, I mean they've got to be happy with the season they had. And I mean, you know, a lot of young players, as you say, losing Michael Satter is the best player, and here they are still. They're, they're still alive in the playoffs. It's been a heck of a year for them, whatever happens from here on out. Right. Uh, so the winners uh, will we'll, we'll advance on uh, to the state uh, semifinals in football. We could be looking at another uh, Ligonor-Frederick matchup. Would be fat, would be fascinating. A Ligonor-Franklin matchup, if that happens, that would be a rematch of the 18 uh, state final, um, uh, which was won by Franklin on, on a last-second field goal. So... Um, so yeah, just just an uh, in- interesting time of year with uh, with uh, the state championships in football, soccer, cross country, volleyball. Unfortunately, our teams bowed out, um, and uh, we, we 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 didn't go very far in, in, in or as far as expected in, in, in field hockey either. But um, it's, it's sort of been a fun fall season so far. Yeah, and volleyball, Urbana. I mean, they made it. Uh, they ended up losing to Leonardtown. I won five set. I want to say I think we won five sets. I believe just a really just a great year for them too. But just just a, very close. Just didn't get that last uh, push. Yeah, and you may be aware of a result tonight, John. North Hagerstown, the the, the big powerhouse team um, in, in in Class Three A this year. They they went down to re, uh, to uh, Reservoir, um, awesome. uh, beat them. In. So, so that, that that was a surprising uh, result sure. in volleyball because I, I, I at North Hagerstown I think they have a pair of Division One hitters that they seem like the big favorite to win the state title. Yeah, yeah, it was a shocker, and uh, you know, I mean, I see Century from Carroll County still alive, but uh, it's, it's you never know. Yep. All right. Uh, when we come back, we will talk to Brunswick boys soccer coach Sean Baker. Uh, Sean played semi-pro soccer uh, here in Frederick for. Uh, the club at FC Frederick. So we'll talk to him about all that and uh, just his uh, coaching mentors, how he got the job at Brunswick. Uh, lots of good stuff to talk about with Sean. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, Sean will be here. Sean Baker is a former soccer player at Brunswick High School. He now coaches the Railroaders, who will play in the Class 1A state final at 5 p.m. Thursday at Loyola University in Baltimore against Falston High School, and I'm very pleased to welcome him to the program. How are you, Sean? I'm doing all right. How are you? Man, get, getting older stinks. I mean, we, <laughs> we, 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 we were talking uh, a couple minutes before we came on here, and uh, you, you, just turned, you just turned 30 years old. I did. And uh, to mark your 30th uh, birthday, you got an injection in, into your back, too, right, for a herniated <laughs> disc? I did. I did. I turned 30, and it all went downhill from there. <laughs> well, what's what's the biggest uh, bummer about getting old? <laughs> um, I guess just that, not being able to play uh, at a high level, but getting to coach at a high level, so that makes it more fun. Yeah, I mean, what, what, what does it mean to you to have this program, a program you played for in, in this position in a state semifinal? It's been special. Um, it's been really cool. Two of my high school coaches are back helping me out, um, which has made it even more special. Um, Kenny Putnam and then Matt Putnam. And the players have been phenomenal. It, it's just been a, a really cool experience. And to be honest, what makes it pretty special as well, um, I taught at Brunswick Elementary School for five years. So 
part of the team is made up of uh, kids that I taught at the elementary level, which are now playing for me at the high school level. Yeah, so that's so, been, been really cool. Yeah, so kind of see full circle, yeah. You, you watch these kids uh, grow up. Mm-hmm. It, it's also really cool that both the boys' program and the girls' program at, at Brunswick are in the state final in the same year. It, it's happened before back in 2012, but, but to be able to do it again mm-hmm. in a school as small as Brunswick, I mean, that, that, that's a really cool thing too. That has been really cool. Um, so the girls and us share a practice field, so throughout the season we kind of flip-flop. Um, but we've been able to practice at the same time now. So it's been really cool, you know, just having that atmosphere of both teams just kind of getting after it at training. Uh, the doubleheaders throughout playoffs has been really cool. They've been able to come to our games. We've been able to go to their games and support. So just the support that we've had. And just not only the soccer team too, but <clears throat> Brunswick sports in general right now with the football team, the boys cross country team, the golf team going to states for the first time, just the environment um, with the extracurricular activities right now is just really positive and really fun to be a part of. Yeah, I was, I was curious about the dynamic between the boys' team and the girls' team for soccer at Brunswick. Uh, are, are you guys competitive with each other at all? Uh, do you talk smack with each other? Are, are there bragging rights on the line this weekend at Loyola if, if one team doesn't and one team doesn't? Just, just what's the relationship between the boys and girls? Team? Honestly, I, it's been great. Um, I think both of us want each other to win, and I don't think there is going to be, you know – I hope we both come away with it, but I, you know, I don't think anybody's going to be upset um, one way or another, but it's been really cool. Um, The boys and the girls teams are all really close friends. They're, they're all in the same friend group um, and they all grew up playing together. So that, you know, they have known each other since they were five, six years old playing soccer together. So it's just kind of both groups pushing each other to, you know, bring the title home. Uh, an- another thing that's really unique with this uh, Brunswick soccer story is that you and Dara Demich, uh, the girls' coach, both played at Brunswick. And, yes. And, yeah. and you both played in big games uh, at Brunswick, and now you're coaching the team in a big game. I mean, that, that's a really cool dynamic, too, that you and Dara played there. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I think I can, you know, talk on my standpoint of it, and I'm sure she feels very similar, but just being able to coach in the program that – you know, gave you everything for four years when you were in high school is, is something really special. Um, being able to be home and, and coaching the program for me that really got me to play at the college level and, you know, the mentor that I had as a coach, Kenny Putnam, and then for him to be back is, is great. Um, but I think it just really makes it special uh, for us to be back, you know, leading a team that we played for and, and put so much effort into and getting to coach at the highest level, getting to coach in, in this final game. You know, this is something that every coach wants to – a game that every coach wants to coach in um, every year. It's the goal that I would assume everyone has, and it's just a special experience that, you know, both teams get to do it. Both coaches played at Brunswick, and it's just a cool, cool overall experience. Yeah. I, I'm curious, Sean, because I remember watching you play at Brunswick, and I also remember watching you play when you played for the, the semi-pro mm-hmm. team at FC Frederick. And man, when the ball came off your foot, it it was it, it was a it was a it was a rocket uh, coming off your foot. You you sir have a have a, have a pretty strong shot. So so I'm curious, <laughs> like, does Sean Baker still have the strongest and hardest shot <laughs> in, in, in Brunswick high school soccer? Um, my ego will say yes. Um. Can, can, can As anyone, somebody can, that's being honest, I, I think we have a couple kids on our team that can hit the ball. Pretty uh, hard. Who, who could who could hit it harder than you? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to make his head any bigger than it already is, 
But no. uh, Ricky Sismanic, he, um, he has a harder shot than he, you. He hits the ball pretty hard when he gets a hold of it. Okay. Um, now I would never let him know. I hope you know he doesn't listen. He, to this, he, so he, he, he's <laughs> not. He, Ricky, Ricky's not listening. Yeah. I'm, so I'm sure. you know, yeah. he'll never know that. But um, no, he hits the ball really hard. Um, a- anyone else? Do you guys have do you guys have shooting contests and practice and um, stuff like that? Like like who could hit the hardest shot? Uh, we have before. I haven't really done much of that uh, recently, just with the whole back thing. I've I've been trying to hold back. And, and um, does does Finn get the Finn uh, uh, McGannon, uh, your your keeper? Does he get the luxury of of trying to stop all these hard shots? He does. Him and Murphy both take turns with that in practice. Um, it's like getting stepping before a fire, Finn, firing squad. I know. Right? Well, Finn yeah. also likes to take take shots. He likes to think that he has one of the hardest shots too. Oh, he does. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I don't. I, I think Ricky hits the ball the hardest on our team though. Okay. C- uh, can you stop Finn's shot? If he can stop yours, can you can you stop his? I don't think Finn can stop my shot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could. He could. Right. I think I could stop his shot too. Right. It's, so so you're impressed by how the ball comes off of Ricky's foot. I am. I really am. Sometimes I you know I look at Kenny. I look at Matt. Oh my goodness! Like it it pops off. It really does. Right. Well, what, what's the key to hitting a hard shot? Is it just leg strength, or do you have to work at it, or um, is, is it just something you can naturally do? It's it's technique. Striking the ball in the right area, having that fluid leg swing. Um, you know, at times we actually tell Ricky to not hit the ball so hard because he overswings. And just with the way that the ball pops off, he really only needs to take a half swing to to really put something on it. Um, so a lot of technique, where you strike the ball, uh, what part of your foot you use. So a lot of technique that goes into it. I, I was going to say that, but I would think it would just just something you could do, too. Because if you think too it hard is, about it, then yeah. it's not going to happen, it, right? Yeah, it is. It, it's a lot of repetition. You know, he, he's a kid that goes out to the field a lot and, and works on it, works on striking the ball with different parts of his feet. Um and he, he's just developed that strength, the ability to hit the ball. I mean, even since he's been a freshman, he, I've always been able to tell he's been able to strike a ball. Yeah. His older brother, Tommy, was very similar. Now, Ricky hits the ball harder than Tommy, but both of them are, are very technical when it came to striking a ball. I, I was going to say there's some good athletic mm-hmm. genes in the Sitchmanic mm-hmm. uh, family because the, the, their, their sister, uh, Rosie, yes. uh, was, was a state uh, champion, uh, high jumper, a very, very good track athlete. Yeah. So, so uh, you, you got to be a pretty good athlete uh, yeah. to be a Sitchmanic, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> you do. Yeah. Uh, just, what's been the secret to your success this season? What's 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 made you guys so good? You're you're now uh, uh, is, is it uh, fourteen uh, three and one? Yep. Uh, yep. Fourteen three and one. Um, you know, a lot of these guys uh, two years ago um, in 2019. We had, well, I guess in 2018, we had a lot of seniors graduate from that team. I think it was like 14, 15. Um, and we only had, I don't know, a handful of kids returning. And we kind of knew it was going to be a little bit of a rebuild year. And we saw the talent, um, obviously, in the freshman class the year before. And then uh, <clears throat> the incoming freshman class with Ricky and Cameron and, and Logan Malone and, and Finn. And, you know, we just saw it as an opportunity to get them up practicing with varsity every day and um, you know, Logan Malone started every game as a freshman. Finn played half the games in goal as a freshman. And, you know, Ricky, um, Cameron, Cameron started every game. So a lot of these guys that are juniors and seniors now um, have spent three years at the varsity level playing. Last year uh, with the COVID year, we actually had some seniors that stepped down 
which allowed some of the guys that are now in this junior class that may have had a reserved role that year, uh, they stepped into a starting role. Um, so just the constant training, I, I will say uh, we do have a high number of club players on our team as well. This is the most amount of club players I've ever had um, coaching at Brunswick. So that definitely has to play a role as well. You know, they're playing all year round. They play at a high level. And just this group wants it. Um, it's been a day-by-day, game-by-game focus. At the beginning of the year, we sat down, we had our goals, um, and we mapped out where we wanted to be. We've accomplished every one so far. I and mean, obviously we have one tomorrow that we set at the beginning of the year. Um, but just the, the work and focus on each day, um, trying to get better each day, winning the day is, is something that has been really successful for this group. Um, not trying to be too overly excited when we win a game, not being too upset when we lose a game, but just kind of focusing on what we did well, building off of that, what we didn't do well, and, and working to fix it. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that applies to life. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you could just be even keeled in life and yeah. not get too high with the highs, too low with the lows, because there's going to be a lot of both. Yeah. Then, then, then you, and you just keep that level track. You, you're just going to be better off in the long run, it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, did, did, did the spring season, did that really help you guys? Yes, it really did. We saw a huge growth in mental maturity last year, um, just with some of the younger guys having to step into bigger roles, having to take leadership roles at a young age. Um, you know, we finished three and six last year, and you, you can look at it and be like, you know, it was a losing record. Um, and to be honest, my competitive nature, I, I obviously I hate losing. Um, but we had a lot of moral victories last year, and, you know, that's never really fully satisfying. But knowing that we didn't have playoffs, um, you know, obviously the game's counted towards your record, but we weren't really playing for anything. So it was more of a learning experience. It was more of getting guys minutes, putting them in situations to where it was going to benefit for this year. Um, And just the amount of minutes that they got to love. And we've never had a season end in April and then we start again in August. So just the quick turnaround in the season, I think a lot of the things that we were able to implement last year um, really started to come into play this year uh, early on in the season just because it was fresh in everybody's mind. Yeah, guys couldn't forget stuff. Yeah, and we were able to start, you know, off-season conditioning kind of right after the season was over. So the guys remained fit and and just they're all older now, you know, and – it was a big maturity year last year for him, and it's really, you know, showed this year. Right. You guys also play and practice on grass. Mm-hmm. Does that help you too? Because it seems like it's harder to prac- to play and practice on grass than it would be a, a turf field. The game is a little slower. Uh, I, I guess it's a little harder to move the ball, and, and your touches have to be a little more precise on grass. Does the grass sort of help you in a way? Um. Yes and no. I mean, obviously, the, the teams that train on turf, they get a clean surface. You know, the balls are always going to bounce right, roll right. Um, well, that's what I mean. Like Training on grass, it does make it difficult. It's more of one of those things, though, where they have to be ready to receive a ball. It forces them to, to be more checked in, more focused, and just ready to receive a ball, play a ball. Um, you notice it when you do play teams that train on turf every day when they come and, and play at Brunswick where the grass is thick and the ball doesn't move as fast. It really slows them down. And, and you guys know you might get some bad bounces. Yes. Too, and, you're, yeah. and you're more ready for the bad bounces. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I will say, like, it, it in the past it has 
made us struggle a little bit when we do go to play on turf fields because it is a little bit of a quicker pace. Uh, but with the amount of club players that we do have that are used to playing on turf, yeah, um, they're able to adapt a lot quicker. And obviously, you know, training at Middletown yesterday and today is going to help us already be called up to the speed of play. Um, but with that new park uh, out in Knoxville, Othello Regional Park, where yeah. we've had a couple of our uh, playoff games, um, they do like open time to the community. So I know a lot of our kids go over there and get touches and play uh, on the turf a couple of times a week. Yeah, it's not like turf <laughs> is like some foreign yeah, sur- so, surface to um, your guys. I, I will say it does benefit us when we play a team that's on turf. It, it, you, you do get, you mm-hmm. are better on turf. Yeah. Well, I'm saying like when when our opponent is a team that plays on turf. Yeah. Like when they come to play at Brunswick, right. it, it really helps us out because they're not used to the sl- slow, thick grass, weird bounces, stuff like that. Yeah. Does your game get better on the turf as well? <laughs> I think it does, yeah. Yeah. Is it just they're a, just more – it's more it, clean. It's quicker. I, I think our team can play at a high level when we're given that surface. Right. Um, so I do think it fits our play style better. Right. Uh, your top scorer this season is uh, Logan Malone. Yes. Uh, uh, 25 goals uh, in, in 18 games. That, 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 that's that's pretty darn remarkable. Uh, eight assists. Uh, so so he's uh, setting people up as well as scoring his own goals. Just what makes Logan such a dynamic offensive player? His ability on the ball, his speed to get in behind, um, his unselfishness, uh, and just honestly, he's a, a great hardworking kid. Um, you say something to him, he listens, he tries to implement it right away. He's a kid that's you know, he started every game as a freshman, his sophomore or his freshman year on the varsity level, um, was our leading goal scorer last year. And this year we we kind of told him at the beginning of the year, 20, 20 goals is what we thought he would be capable of getting. Um, and here he is two goals away from tying the school record uh, going into the state final uh, set by Drew Demich. Yeah, so, right. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to ask uh, uh, who 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 held the record, and yeah. uh, and Drew does. Mm-hmm. What, what what was your biggest goal total in a season? Me, uh, I had thirteen. Yeah, yeah, thirteen. Career. Okay, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. uh, right. A little bit lower scoring back then. Uh, <laughs> right. A lot of a lot of guys in the county now are getting up to twenty goals, and um, it's great to see. Right, um, Jackson uh, Acker. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, we, we talked about Ricky and his strong leg. Jackson gives you something yes. too, uh, with, with his throw-ins. Mm-hmm. Like he could, I, I, I saw him, uh, uh, earlier, uh, th- this season when you guys played and, and man, he could put the ball in the, in the box from, from midfield really. Yep. Um, I mean, what does his ability to do that? How does that change life for you guys? I mean, it's a goal scoring opportunity. Anytime that we get a throw in realistically inside our half, um, a lot of goals are scored on set pieces. Uh, I think it was either three or four this year that we've scored off of his throw-ins. Um, and to me, high school soccer is is all about trying to create the most amount of opportunities that you can get to score a goal. Um, and the way that I look at it is the worst thing that can come out of it is that the defending team dealt with the situation. Like, we when you have a kid that can throw the ball in from anywhere and put it into the box and force the defense to have to deal with it over and over and over and over again in a game, it gets tiring to having to try to defend that. Um, so it's just been an offensive weapon for us. I mean, and, and throw-ins are so common yeah. too. So, so to be able to ha- be able to generate a threat mm-hmm. off of every throw-in, that, that's going to give you well, guys that many more scoring chances. And honestly, even when we're deep in our own end, and you know, when a team gets a 
a throw in deep in somebody's end. They're, they try to press in, you know, win the ball back in their offensive third. And, you know, with Jackson, if we're deep in our defensive end, he can essentially throw it up at least to the midfield and get it out. So that that's helped us a little bit too when it's been a throw in deep in our own end. We, you know, we're able to get the ball away. Yeah, we were talking about this with Ricky's strong leg too. Is this something Jackson has worked hard at? Is it just a natural thing that he can do? Or how has he developed this skill? A little bit of both. Um, I mean, he's just a strong, athletic kid. Um, you look at him, he's put together. So I would th- say like his his strength, but just this is also something that we do work on at practice. Uh, each year we try to find somebody if they have a long throw in, and then you know we can work with it a little bit. Um, and he's somebody that's had a long throw in for four years. So we've been able to work with him over the last four years. He's been able to practice it. And obviously the more you practice something, the better you're going to get. Um, and just the practice and his natural strength really, you know. What, what was your reaction the first time you saw him do a throw in? I want to see more of that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Right. I mean, are, are teams, can you sort of sense that they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa? Yeah, it's, like, I mean. Like opposing teams, too. I, it's like, I, holy, holy, holy crap. Yeah, I, can, I mean, I can tell you when, you know, we watch film and we see somebody with a long throw, we we plan for it. You know, yeah. we, we put in, you know, defensive plays to make sure that we have it covered and have, you know, make sure it's marked and that we know if this kid's throwing the ball in that he's probably going to try to put into the box. Um, so I know from, you know, my standpoint, I, I would assume that, other coaches look at that as a, you know, threat. Yeah. Have, have you noticed teams that are ready for Jackson's throw-ins? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely ready when when we dump it into the box. They're, they're ready to so, defend so, it. So, so their eyes aren't, like, just popping yeah. wide open in, in the moment. Um, no, they're, they're ready for it. They know he's going to have yeah. a long throw and right. just with watching film. So, we, you know, we've changed it up a little bit. Right, so so, so Falston's going to be uh, re- ready for that um, I think w- so. when you play him in the state final. So, uh, what what are your fondest memories of playing soccer at Brunswick, Sean? Um, honestly, everything about it. Um, the experiences that I've had, the the friendships that I made, um, you know, the mentors that I had with my coaches, just everything about it was was awesome. Uh, I grew up with two older brothers. And one was a year older than me, so I got to play three years of high school soccer with him and, you know, the other sports that we played together. So that was really cool, a a really cool experience. And I just, you know, I grew up with my oldest brother playing in the early 2000s. So when I was in elementary and middle school, I would go and ball boy for the games. And I just, you know, the, the program was something that I always looked forward to getting to the opportunity to play. And... Just the four years of playing there were, were some of the best experiences that I've had when it comes to soccer. Um, I had a great four years at Frostburg. I enjoyed that. Um, but just the time that I had at Brunswick uh, with my teammates, my you know my friends played. We were also a group that grew up playing together. Um, so that was also something really special to us. Um, and just the, you know the fun we had playing. Um, I enjoyed competing at a high level. I enjoyed doing it for Brunswick since it was a program that, you know, I'd looked up to since my oldest brother was playing. And, again, just the mentors. I mean, Kenny was somebody who I've always looked up to as, as a coach, as a mentor. Um, even when I was playing at Frostburg, we had weekly conversations did, when did, he was coaching at Brunswick. Did and, you have to twist his arm to join your staff, or is it something he <laughs> wanted to do? Um, actually, 
we've been talking about wanting to coach together since I was playing in high school. Um, cause he knew that I, you know, I wanted to coach when I was done playing and, um, yeah. When, when, when did you know you wanted to coach? I've always wanted to be a PE teacher and a coach. Um, since I can remember probably middle school is when I realized that that's what I wanted to do. Um, so I've always had that interest in wanting to coach. I always helped out with basketball camps and soccer camps. And I worked at the YMCA with kids with special needs. Um, so just all those experiences of working with um, students and, and kids at a young age really helped me understand that that's what I wanted to do. Um, but then when I went off to college, just our, our constant relationship, always talking about, and this was what was funny too, is that we always talked about like I would come back and help him coach at Brunswick. And then when he took over at Hood, the conversation was, well, when I'm done at Brunswick, I'll come over and help you at Hood. And when he was, I guess, on their break for COVID, like they weren't allowed to have a season, um, we had some conversations where he wasn't quite sure how much longer he had. And I, you know, I told him, whenever you're ready to come over to Brunswick, just know there's, there's always a spot for you. And he called me one day and said he put in his two weeks at Hood and I was like, well, when can I come over and have a conversation with you about coaching? <laughs> um, but it's actually really cool, too. So his son's a freshman this year. Uh, Graham's a freshman at Brunswick and, yeah. and um, has been up on the varsity team. He's scored five goals for us and has a couple assists. So he, you know, has had a great freshman year so far. And I think it's special for him to be back, being able to, you know, see Graham play at the high school level and just be a part of the program again, um, something that meant so much to him. Obviously, he was a player at Brunswick in the early 90s. And he got to coach at Brunswick for eight years. So it's just something, you know, special. Uh, it's just been a real special atmosphere um, for him, for me, um, for the players. It, it, it's just been really cool. Um, and, and, and then how did Matt Putnam come on to the staff? So, honestly, I have been trying to get Matt Putnam to come over while he was helping Kenny at Hood. I kept telling him, I know he really wants to come back over to Brunswick and help. Um, but he, you know, he – Stepped away a little bit, um, had a change in job, and, you know, I had a big focus on that. And he's finally able to get a little bit of time. And um, I told him, whatever you can give, we want you to give. I know it's not going to be every day, but when you're capable of being here, we, you know, we want you here. And uh, he started this year as well. So what is the sibling relationship between Kenny and Matt on your staff? Oh, it's great. It's great. Um are they compat? Are they competitive? They are can, can you super, tell their brothers? Are, yes, they are super competitive with each other. Um, so there's times where I sit back and watch it because it it, it <laughs> makes me you know it, remember the days when I was in high school playing. So uh, when we go offense versus defense, um, Matt always worked with the defense when I was in high school, and, yeah. and uh, Kenny always worked with the offensive group, and. Every time the defense does something good, Matt will say something to, you know, get Kenny going. Anytime the offense does something good, you know, Kenny will say something to get Matt Matt going a little bit. So it's kind of funny to watch him go back and forth because it's the same relationship they had when I was playing there like a long time ago, 2005, yeah, 2008. We've already established we're old, yeah. son. So. <laughs> Have you ever had to step in and separate Kenny and Matt? <laughs> 
No, no, they, they don't take it to that level anymore. Oh, anymore? Yeah, yeah. I may have had to step in a few times when I was in high school, but no, they don't take it to that level. Right. Uh, playing for such a small school at Brunswick, I mean, the stereotype is you guys all have a chip on your shoulder and you don't, you don't think you get the credit you deserve or you're being overlooked. I mean, when you played at Brunswick, did you guys feel that way or is that just a stereotype? Um, I, honestly, yeah, absolutely. We, we kind of always felt you, like you were, we had a good. chip on our I mean, shoulder. You were good. Yeah, you were good. We just, honestly, we were just super competitive. So we found a way to make everything, you know, competitive, you know, oh, they want to beat you because you're a small school. Oh, they don't think that you're that great because you're a small school. And like, that honestly might not be the truth. Like I, I, I truthfully don't think that that's the case. Like, I think we get the respect that we deserve. But whatever but, it takes to but get But whatever motivated. it takes to get motivated with us being a small school, I, I think at times, I I don't think it's the the other teams that do it. I think it might be like, we, you know, you hear it's things internal, from like fans and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, they don't think you're good or, you know, they think they're going to beat you, all this kind of stuff. So like. Whatever to get you motivated, do you, really. Do but you tell your guys that stuff? That, that, I try that, to. That, that, that no one respects you, no one gives you a um, chance, or, or no one, or no one thinks you're any I good just, or anything. Or I told them, told them this year that they just had a target on their back. You know, you're winning games, so everybody wants to beat you because you're a one eighteen that's winning games. Right. Um, but you're yeah. not. You're, but you're not playing the small school. No one gives us any no, pre- credit card or no. I, I tell them, you know, we're good. We're a good soccer team. I don't care what level the school is that we're playing. Like, we can compete with anybody, and that's what I try to tell them. I try to make sure they know they can compete with anybody because we really can. Right. You're a good athlete. You had brothers. How did you start playing soccer? I mean, because you probably had – you played basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why soccer? So, uh, both of my brothers played soccer and basketball and lacrosse. Um and when I was younger, I always wanted to do what my brothers did. Um, and I had a bro- again, I had a brother who was a year older than me. So he had just started, like, the U6 soccer. And I was three. I, I wasn't supposed to be playing yet. But I would go to every game dressed up with shin guards and all that stuff from every practice and sit on the sideline because I wanted to play. And I think, like, halfway through the season, they got sick of me showing up ready to play. And they just <laughs> told me that I could play anyway. Um, right. Again, I just wanted to do what my brothers did. I I enjoyed playing sports. I enjoyed being active. And um, did did you guys watch sports all the time too? We or, did. I yeah. honestly, I will say, I think I watched more sports than yeah. than both of my brothers. What, I mean, what, what was sport? All sports? Every or, sport. Yeah. Honestly, growing up, I, I watched every sport. I played every sport backyard I could. You know, like I was a kid that didn't play baseball, but I had one of those like hit it hitaways that swung yeah. around the basketball hoop just because right. I wanted to be outside and and do something. Who who, who were your athletic role models? Um, Michael Jordan yeah. was my, my all time. So I wanted to play college basketball up until I got to high school. And, um, that changed with working with Kenny. Um, you know, he, he really inspired me to kind of take that turn to play club soccer and, you know, take that role. Um, Michael Jordan was definitely like the athlete that I, yeah, me, me, me too. I, yeah. uh, so, yeah. So this is kind of funny. This but, 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 a little you, funny but, story but, behind but, me. But, but, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, every summer I used to make my dad shave my head because I wanted to be like Mike. And, and now you did. Mm-hmm. And, and, your, <laughs> and your mother did not object to this? or uh, you... I don't think she really liked it. But, like, I mean. Yeah. 
<laughs> right. I, I wanted to do it. And, so. and, now, and now you have a soccer hairdo. You, I do. I, you I, have I, the blonde hair pulled back in, in, into a man bun and stuff like that. So, I do. You, so you've, you've done a complete 180, Sean. Where, I have. Yeah. I have. This is my COVID lack of haircut. Well, uh, right. Was that inspired by an athlete too? Like like your shaved Michael Jordan head? Or, um, uh, no. Or, or to no. be honest, I, you know, I always had long hair when I was in high school. And then my senior year of college, I grew it out. And I, you know, with not being or having to go into the building, uh, for teaching for, you know, almost a year. So yeah, maybe I can grow my hair out to the point to where like when we go back it won't look so bad. Um so I was able to get past that awkward phase and I haven't cut my hair since February 2020. Is this like a good luck superstition type thing now or you're not going to cut your hair till you, um, you win the state title or or, <laughs> or, or, or no? Uh It'll come at some point. I think when I get fully sick of it, I, I I'm kind of attached to it right now. Um so we'll see how much longer it lasts. So, so you've been all over the hair spectrum. Uh, I have. Sean, I have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my, well my, I have to say that Michael Jordan sort of inspired my, yeah. uh, my, 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 my hairdo as well. Um, uh, so, so you guys were very – you were super competitive with your brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you wanted to play uh, basketball. Were, were you guys always, like, beating each other up and stuff like that? Or? Yeah, we used to play uh, full contact ba- uh, basketball yeah. in our basement. We had a Fisher-Price rim. That's actually how my brother, uh, who's a year older than my brother, Ben, lost his first tooth. We were playing full contact basketball in the laundry room, and my brother pushed him, and he fell into the washing machine. Oh, my goodness. His tooth came out. Wow. So. Yeah. Did you ever suffer any injuries uh, in in, uh, in, in the house? Yeah. What what happened to you? Uh, We just, we banged each other up, you know, we... We hit our head of heads a few times. That was before uh, concussions any trips came. To the, any trips to the emergency room or anything um, like that? Honestly, or? that came more from, like, skateboarding and stuff. Okay. Um, oh, wow. no, no trips to the emergency room from, like, full contact basketball. Now, we kept <laughs> some stuff from my mom and dad right. and, like, put ice on things. And, you know, we, we kind of figured it out. Just, you know, sprains and things like that. Were, 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 were mom and dad fairly perturbed by this uh, horse play uh, <laughs> uh, 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 with, you, with you and your siblings? Um. My mom didn't like it. I think my dad kind of knew that that's how boys acted. Boys, boys will he be knew, boys, Yeah, right? that's how yeah. he was with his brother. Um, so it was just one of those things is as long as we could, could suck it up, we, you know, <laughs> he, he didn't right. really right. get into us that much. You, you played for some Brunswick coaching legends. You played for Kenny Putnam. You played for uh, Dan McLean. Um, coach Leskley, he was my JV basketball coach. Yeah, and, uh, and, uh, Alan. I got yeah. to actually coach with him in the 2014 right. uh, state championship as well. Right. So, did you ever? Play, you never played. Well, your soccer season coincides with mm-hmm. football season because I mean, you're you're a, you're you're a big guy, Sean. You you strike me as being a, a good football player. Um, I always wanted to kick field goals. You did, to be yeah. honest. Um, and, and now you can but do it. You, I, could, you could play multiple yeah, sports. I, yeah, I know. I know. Actually, um, back in the, back one in the of ancient our, days yeah. when, when when we were in high school, we couldn't do mm-hmm. that. One of our so. freshmen is the kicker on the football team. Um, yeah. And he's done a very nice job. So I'm, I'm happy to have that opportunity now. It's really cool that Frederick County implemented that rule. Right. Who, who, who was the toughest coach to play for at Brunswick? Kenny? Um, To be honest, they, they all really demanded a lot. Um in terms of just what they expected. They all delivered their message in a different way. Um, Kenny was definitely hard-nosed, um, and he got after you if, if, if you didn't get after it. Um, 
but you know that's that's the way that I wanted to be coached. So like my my coaches definitely coached us hard, um, and I, that's the way our groups really wanted to be coached. So I, I wouldn't really say that that one was particularly like harder than the other. Was um, was Coach McLean was he tough on you guys? He was. He was. He um. He made us run for you know things that we shouldn't be doing and made us stay focused and he barked at us when we weren't paying attention you know the same thing that that kenny did um that's what makes some good coaches though right it was i will say one thing that coach leskley used to do to us that no other coach did was on saturday mornings we used to have 8 a.m practice for jv but he would bring in a whole bunch of donuts from the jefferson bakery okay and so let us eat donuts did... but the first thing we did was run in practice <laughs> so he would give us donuts and then make us run after so i wouldn't say any of our other coaches did something like Aren't that you sort of defeating the purpose of the run uh, uh by eating the donuts yeah but i think he did it just to kind of like laugh at us and well you know. plus he realized he's dragging you in at eight, yeah. eight o'clock on a Saturday it was a nice morning. gesture and then right. you know we we regretted it but it was worth it. <laughs> is, is, is it hard to run right after you have a, a pound a couple of donuts? It or? was because I had no self-control, so I, <laughs> I ate as many as I could. Right. Um, tell us about Falson, uh, the team you're going to see on uh, Thursday night. So, you know, they're they're going to be a tough team. Um, they have been a two-way team that has historically competed for state tournaments um, in recent years. I'm pretty sure that's who Oakdale played um, the last time that they won or at least met up with them in the state semis. Um, but they're good. They're organized. You know, I've, I've watched some film of their playoff games. I've watched some film of their regular season games, and they're a very organized team. Um, I think we match up very similar into in, our play styles. So I'm excited for this game tomorrow. I, I, you know, I think it can be back and forth. I, you know, it's a game that is going to be an interesting state final. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, back to coaching style for a second. Uh, how have all these great coaches, how have they shaped you? Do you, do you bark at kids or how, how would you describe your coaching style? Um, is, is it like any of times, the guys you I, play I mean, for? It is. I, I feel like I, I take everything from the coaches that I've had, you know, Kenny, uh, Coach Duck, um, you know, Lesgleet, uh, Burns at Frostburg, all my assistants at Frostburg, you know, the guys that I worked with, with in FC Frederick when I played and I just try to implement the things that I enjoyed doing as a player and the things that maybe I didn't particularly enjoy as a player, but I knew really makes players benefit and become a better soccer player, a better team, and try to implement it that way. Um, there's the, I, I mean, I, I have high expectations for our team. I have. Do, high, do you bark at your guys? At times. Yeah. I mean, at, at times. Um I, I feel like at times every coach has to um, right. in but, certain situations. But, but everyone's so conscious of the line, though, now. Like, well, like how, know, it, how, it, how far can I go with this? Yeah. And, you know, that's something that you you have to pay attention to. Um, and I don't think that, the you know, I don't think the way that I bark at kids ever really crosses the line. Right. Um, you know, I, I, I get on them when I need to. I wouldn't really say I, you know yell at one particular kid it's more of like a team to raise their energy i got i'm not gonna you know yell at you for making mistakes or things like that but if you're not giving focus or if you're not giving effort i'm you know i'm gonna try to light a fire under you and right. you know wake you up a little bit and get after it right so 
Uh, you guys played before the girls mm-hmm. on uh, Thursday. You, you had the 5 p.m. game. Do you like playing first? I mean, you guys were the first game of the whole state uh, championship weekend, mm-hmm. uh, 5 p.m. Thursday at Loyola. Um, do you like that, or um, th- does that matter at, at all, or not really? Or? To be honest, I, I I don't really particularly care. Um, you know, now at this point, it's getting dark anyway, so you're playing under the lights at 5 o'clock anyway. Um I, I, I just want the atmosphere to be good, like right. the, the crowd, the the energy of the players, both teams. Like, I just want it to be a fun atmosphere for the, the players, and I think it has been throughout this playoffs. Um, we've had a couple Saturday day games, um, and with high school teams, uh, that generally makes it tough because they're not used to playing at, like, 1 o'clock or 3 o'clock. Um, but with the amount of club players that we have, they're used to having those day games and playing early and on Saturday – so I, I think we've adapted well to any early game that we've had. You know, we, we're used to training at three. We're used to training at five. Um, so I just think the inconsistency in our training schedule uh, with having to share the field with the girls, you know, one day going early, one day going late, I, I think we're just both kind of used to being early, being late, whatever it is, we're just going to be ready to go. Yeah, I guess the dynamic I'm asking you about is if the girls played oh. first, you'd be sitting there having oh, yeah, to absolutely. having to have because you're obviously mm. interested in the girls' yeah. game. So, so to have to sit there and watch the girls' game before you got mm. out there, I mean, would it make you nervous, anxious? I mean, I guess is it is it an advantage that you basically don't have to do that? Um, honestly, I kind of like playing early because I yeah. I like being able to support both or like the whole girls' game. Right. Whereas, you know, the girls have to go get warmed up. Right. So they have to miss some of the game. Which, you know, that's, that's a good point. It, you yeah. know, I, I just enjoy the fact that we do get to um watch their entire game. And I know that they would feel the same. Like I know that they want to watch our entire game. Um But I you know, I don't I don't think I would really like one one way or another, but it, right. it's been a cool dynamic being able to see their games and, and yeah. support them and stuff like that. Right, and it'll be much sweeter, obviously, if you guys have the have have the trophy in hand. It, it will be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. To, to coach this team to a state championship, Sean, what, what, what would that mean? <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know if I could really describe it. Um, it was an awesome experience in in 2014. Um, uh, to be honest, I think it would be. Special or not spe- special. special. Yeah. I don't think it would be any more special, to be honest. Um, just because it, it to me, it's more about giving these players and these kids and the community this opportunity. Um, it's really fun. It, it's been a great ride. Um, and no matter what the result is, I, I really hope everybody can kind of look back and just celebrate the season by making it this far. And it, it, it's really hard to look at, you know, losing in a state final and being like, oh, well, the next best thing in a season is making it to the state final. But it really is, you know, having that experience, being able to do it, winning it. I mean, again, I I don't think I really have any words to describe it. I still don't have any words to describe the 2014, how special that was. Um, but in, in simple terms, I guess it would be very special. Yeah. And that's really how I can – it would be extremely special to, to win a state title and, you know, to do it for – for Brunswick, do it for the kids, do it for the community. When you guys beat Allegheny um, in the semifinals, uh, two to one at, at Northeast High School last week, and what, what was going through your head then? What, what was the emotion like after that game? Um, we're in the final, I, you know, um, that game is kind of always special to me. Uh, my first head coaching job was at Allegheny High School. 
so my major at Frostburg was four and a half years. So when I was done playing, I had an internship the following uh, fall semester in 2013. And I was actually the head coach at Allegheny High School um, that year. So since I have came back to Brunswick in 2014, we beat Allegheny um, 2 nothing in the regional final. The following year, which was my first year as a head coach, we uh, lost Allegheny in penalties in the regional final. Um, and we drew them again in the state semifinal this year. So, like, it, it's kind of always special. You know, none of the um, players are there anymore. I will say one kid that I coached was helping out. So that was really cool getting to see him and, and talking with him before the game. But that, I mean, that's just a special game in general for me just because it was, you know, the two teams that I've coached. Um, and there's a little something extra in the in the fist pump after the game, right? It, it was. But it, honestly, it, I'm, I haven't really been able to take the time to sit down and, like, think back on each win yet. I, I've tried to – Oh, we won. All right, now the we knew we were going to play Falston. So when 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 will you be able to do that? Tomorrow after the game is over. Maybe not tomorrow night. Depend. Uh, either way, right, but wrapped up in the de- game, definitely yeah. um, Friday. I you know I I took off work on Friday, um, so I can kind of like take everything in. To be honest, um, you need some de- decompressed yes, time. Yeah, yeah but. Right. Um, now I think tomorrow I'll be able to, or not tomorrow, but like Friday I'll be able to sit down and just think more about the season but you know each win has been special you know going into Smithsburg we knew we wanted to come out and get a fast start um 0-0 at halftime scored five second half goals um moved on the clear spring we played them twice in the year we knew it was always going to be a hard game to play a third uh a team third time in the season so that win was special you know it's always special winning a regional title at home Going into the state quarterfinal, you know, we matched up with South Carroll, who was the only 1A team that beat us in the regular season. So being able to beat them, you know, was special. Then, you know, playing the Allegheny game as soon as the whistle blew. So every every win we've had has been special. Um, I just haven't, to be honest, taken the time to right. look back on it yet. Right, you haven't, had, you haven't it. had time. My, yeah. my mindset, as soon as the whistle was over, it's on to the next one. So, right. But the decompression process will happen on Friday. And then when do things sort of get cranked up toward the next season again? At, at what point do you guys begin your off-season program, uh, whatever um, that might be? We'll give, we'll give the kids, a, you know, a month or so. Um, we have a lot of kids who are dual sport, triple sport athletes. Right. So we tell them to focus on their sport that they're currently in. We'll start off-season conditioning in January, February sometime. And, and that'll be what, lifting and running? or mm-hmm. uh, Yeah. Lifting and running. Uh, we have a lot of kids that are playing clubs, so they're going to be getting touches on the ball. And we have a lot of guys that put in indoor teams. Um, so they, they get a lot of playing in the offseason on their own. And, you know, we just kind of focus on staying in shape and keeping that team camaraderie and trying to get the eighth grade group to come in. So we kind of have that team chemistry as we go into the season already. Um, but as for me, I mean, I'm not going to lie, on Friday during the decompression process, I, I you know, I'm going to look at who's coming back and my mind doesn't really ever turn off. From, I was going to say, you can't, you, yeah. you, you can't separate yourself mm-hmm. entirely from mm-hmm. it. So. Uh, you know, although, you know, I, I hate saying goodbye to seniors. It's always hard. You know, they've been in the program for four years and have given everything that, that you ask. Um, Will there be a banquet or something like that? Yeah, or, we, we, yeah. we do a banquet every year and it, it's always a nice send off. Um, 
but you know, as soon as the season's over, we're always looking forward to the you know the next season, the new eighth grade group coming in. Um, you know, looking at what we have coming back. So yeah, it's a year-round process. It is. It really is. I I meant to ask you, how did the opportunity at Brunswick come about for you? So, when I finished my internship, uh, I came home and I got a long-term sub position at Deer Crossing Elementary and Spring Ridge Elementary School. And I was still technically the head coach at Allegheny at the time. And I applied in Allegheny County and I applied in Frederick County. And Allegheny County was actually the first place to offer me a a spot, but it was a 0.5 position and like there were no benefits or anything like that. So I couldn't really accept the position. So I waited for a spot to open up. I actually ended up getting a position at Brunswick Elementary School. And I knew that if I was in Frederick County that I was going to help out Coach Lescalite. And when he told me that it was his final year, um, I mean, I saw it as an opportunity that I might be able to get the head coaching position. And, you know, luck, luckily enough, I, you know, I got the position and I've never really looked back since. Right. It's sort of like a dream job in a way, yeah. right? Yeah. I, honestly, I've always wanted to coach. And when I envisioned myself coaching, it was always at Brunswick. So it's it just, it's just really cool that it wasn't like know, Manchester came. United or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, if, if the opportunity ever arose, but I don't Sir, think that Sir, ever would. I don't think I'm going to make the jump to Brunswick to <laughs> Sir, Sir Sean Baker. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it's just been a fun opportunity, and you know, when I got offered the position, I, I there was no way I was going to turn it down. I you know just. Being able to coach at my alma mater, being able to coach at a school and a program that meant so much to me and a community that meant so much to me, I mean, it was a no-brainer. Yeah, and now you're one step away from from, from the ultimate pinnacle, what, yeah. what, which is really cool as well. So uh, once again, 5 p.m. Thursday at Loyola University, uh, Brunswick High School will take on Falston, uh, the Class 1A state soccer championship. The boys play first, uh, and then the girls play uh, at 7.30 against Falston, so it'll be a Brunswick and Falston, uh, Brunswick v. Falston, uh, Thursday evening um, at Loyola University in Baltimore. So uh, if, you're, if you're interested, go check it out. It'll be good soccer. Sean, hey, thanks, man, for coming in. Really I appreciate, appreciate you it. having so, me. Yep. It's, it's, been a, it's been a lot of fun. And my thanks uh, to Graham Cullen, uh, to John Cannon for talking Frederick County Sports, and to all of you uh, for tuning in here at the Final Score Podcast. And we'll be back, maybe talking some state championships next week. So thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next week here on The Final Score.